Welcome back, friends, to the Unscripted Scripts Show, where I am Jeff, joined by John and Lawrence. Hello. Greetings. It's been about uh, it's been a little while since we've recorded, hasn't it, guys? Oh, it yeah. certainly has. Oh, yeah. It's been a good what three, four weeks? It's been, it's been a while, something like that. Uh, but we're happy to be back here, aren't we? Yeah, we have a little bit of a disclaimer, actually. We do. Uh, we did not get our fourth uh, cast member. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. We made we made big promises last time that we cannot deliver on. We, yeah, and now we can't deliver, but we will uh, eventually. Yeah, we will deliver on that. So unfortunately, we have to do something else. Which is just a different, you know, what we usually do. That's what something else is. But that's so, why they're here anyway, isn't it, folks? Right. Uh, that's why you're here, to listen to whatever <laughs> we're going to do. Um, so uh, for the movie review segment, did, do either of you guys, do you have any movie reviews? No. Uh, I got one, but it sounded like you have a better item. Well, not really. Mine, mine would be very brief, so why don't you go ahead and do yours? Okay, mine's not as much of a review as it is a recommendation, because uh, I watched the... Um, uh, HBO Bob Einstein documentary. Oh. Uh, have either of you fellas seen it? No. I have not yet. No, I asked I you to watch not. it so we could both talk about it. Uh, yeah, but see, I didn't. Okay. Well, uh, it's not so much... If you're looking for a comprehensive like you know, summary of Bob Einstein's life, you're not going to fucking find it. Uh, but that's what I want. <laughs> I know. I need to know all about Super Dave. That's what a Oh, they get plenty into Super Dave. <laughs> and Marty Funkhauser. I only, I only know him as Marty Funkhauser. I don't know him as Super Dave. Well, basically, Super Dave was an incompetent stuntman, yeah, and the gag know, ends the it. same every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's still funny as hell. And and that was kind of what I wanted to get to was that this documentary was basically look how funny this guy was, <laughs> and then a bunch of famous funny people talking about how funny he was. Yeah, comedians like to jerk each other off like that. Well, I mean, I was I found myself laughing pretty much the entire time. So if you're looking for a good few yucks. Mm. Uh, even Albert Brooks, his brother, had some had nice things to say about him. They didn't get along. Real name Albert Einstein. Correct. Yes. So I wanted to do sort of a re-review. Since you have already reviewed the movie, uh, Don't Look Up, the new movie on Netflix with Leonardo DiCaprio. You're going to complete the trifecta. Uh, what, what do you mean, complete the trifecta? You said you all. You said referring to... I thought you were referring to both Lawrence and I. Oh, no, no. I, just, I, I, I haven't just seen you, it. Just oh. you. Oh, well, then you Lawrence, look, you go see it, John, and then... We'll be the Don't Look yeah, Up podcast. John reviewed it. I think it was the last time we, we got together. Yes. John reviewed the movie. Now, I'm going to give my re-review, which I also enjoyed the film. Uh, however, now, I, what I understand is that this movie is supposed to be uh, some kind of allegory for climate change. Yeah. Is that, is that am I correct? Yeah. I and I also think in these uncertain well, times, it ended up being an allegory for... Uh, the dreaded vid, too. Well, see, if you're looking at it as an allegory for climate change, then it is a bit ironic, given the uh, massive carbon footprint that any major film production would, would have. Right. That's so, always going on. <laughs> Al Gore yeah. flies on a plane, uh, too. Yeah, that's always, has air that's always going on, and here we are, just not even caring about it. Right? Just like in the movie. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? We've become what we've hated. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but my my main criticism, though, is uh, Simpsons did it. 
Yeah, the comet. Bart's comet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Simpsons did it. But uh, really, though, wasn't like everyone saw the comet, and it was the pollution that saved everybody. Kind of like the other way around for uh, Don't Look Up. Kind of, but also Simpsons did it. <laughs> All right. You know, just like uh, M. Night Shyamalan ripped off the that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Where it was already dead? Yeah, for the sixth sense. That's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. You've probably mentioned it on the show before, too. I might have. I've seen it on, on the internet. On one of the shows that we did, yeah, yeah. And I always get mad when I see something on the internet that I came up with on my own. I mean, I believe that someone else made the same connection, but I'm mad that it ended up on the internet before I could, you know, make it on there somehow. That's okay. You still have the uh, the Kel Mitchell death rumor to, you know, put that feather in your cap. <laughs> That's Two years true. before it became fashionable. That's true. I did. I was the first one. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Uh, anyway, uh, so do we want to go ahead? That's the end of my review, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, movie review segment over. Unless someone else, anyone? Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jump in any time, Lawrence. <laughs> I got no movies that I've watched recently that you all haven't seen. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what was the last movie you watched, just in case? Uh, you know what? <laughs> you watched It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, like for the fifth time. Mm. I haven't seen that movie in like three years. <laughs> no, I think the last movie I watched was um, also, actually Blazing Saddles. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, the Mad, 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 Mad World. Um, Simpsons did it. <laughs> you watch Blazing Saddles again? Yeah. Just like... just It was just... on HBO. Okay. It was on and it just started? Well... No, I mean, it was on the HBO was app, so I decided to watch so it. So you decided to watch a movie that you've seen... <laughs> Isn't probably, that I could nice, probably uh, quote every the week since we've met? Isn't that <laughs> no, a nice? Not? Isn't that a lovely segue into the uh, script that we are planning to read tonight? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. uh, which happens to be it's it's a it's a movie called uh, Lincoln buys slaves prevents war, and this is written. That's a really long and written by ridiculous a, title. And yeah. our, our listener, our, our consistent listeners, may recognize this writer. This is our first retread mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. of our show. Uh, you may remember this guy from the uh, Nutty Squirrels debacle. I wasn't here for that. Yeah, that, that, that was a, a real. That was a damn shame. I'll tell you. It, it was it, it was so disheartening, and you could hear it in our voices. If you want to go back and mm-hmm. listen to it, don't. Yeah, we bought. <laughs> I bought equipment because of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> make sure the it never that happens we're using again. Now. Ah, shit, it's on. No. Uh, so yeah, it's called Lincoln Buys Slaves Prevents War, written by Reginald R. Owens. And, and it, John, do you have any idea what this is about? Uh, I, I think the title is pretty self-explanatory. It's a rethinking of uh, the events surrounding what would have been the Civil War, but Lincoln bought all the slaves, so he prevented it. Okay, cool. And also, I don't think he was that wealthy. <laughs> maybe he he had federal funds or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll find I'm, out. There, this was actually something that a lot of uh, abolitionists caught into this idea that they could just have the federal government Buy purchase the all the slaves. In fact, a lot of uh, Southerners who were anti-slavery. See, I don't think that's a very good idea because, I mean, in a way, that's kind of why we're in a bit of like a student loan debacle right now. Is because the government started backing all the loans. The colleges are like, "Oh, we'll charge whatever we want." Then well, it's not—it's not so and, much a loan. It's just they're going to pay. I know, but see, that's what happened. Was they just get more slaves because they're like, "Oh, well, the government's going to buy them for whatever we charge, and let's get as many goddamn slaves as we can." You know, voluntary buybacks are surprisingly effective. Just ask an Australian when it comes to guns. It was quite effective. A gay Australian with no guns. Just not the really big ones. What do they get? Like a dart, a low dart? 
Yeah. Nerf, gun, nerf guns. <laughs> nerf guns. <laughs> they have nerf guns. And I'll them. shoot each other with these now. <laughs> Stop, thief. <laughs> I'll blast you with foam rubber. <laughs> I got foam rubber darts with suction cups. What's the thief going to rob him with? He'll stick to your bum. <laughs> they still have knives. Well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who wants to begin? I guess I'll begin. That's what I usually do. Opening credits. Over current 50-star American flag, flowing in the breeze with America the Beautiful. Well, instrumental. Beautiful, space. Instrumental, <laughs> damn it. What do you want? <laughs> Thank you. Playing softly. A male voiceover. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, fine, I'll do it. When Abraham Lincoln was running for office, southern plantation owners were upset with his promise to free the slaves if elected. This is one way the war between the states may have been prevented, thereby saving hundreds of thousands of lives and millions of dollars. They didn't have millions of dollars back then. <laughs> there was like four dollars and that was all they had. <laughs> the rest was in change. Everybody had to share. <laughs> you can also tell this guy's from the South because he calls it the war between the states. I don't know if you know that. The war between the states. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they call it down there. I mean, northern aggression is kind of like a uh, you know stereotype, but they do what they actually call it is the war between the states. Uh, fade in. Exterior, Athens, Georgia. Coffee shop, day, May. 1859. John Lewis Adams. I wonder if he's really a John Quincy Adams. <laughs> I think it might be his. I, I will bet one dollar that they bring it up in this. You don't have a dollar. Wait, <laughs> you know. John Lewis Adams, 22. Oh, I'm sorry, you were talking, Jeff? Uh, I was saying something stupid and forgetting the order of like presidents and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I didn't mean to interrupt. John Lewis Adams, 22, muscular and tall. Waits in a coffee and snack shop across Broad Street from the main gate to the University of Georgia, where he graduated top of class, 1859. School of Journalism. He has an appointment with Ezra Clark, owner of the National Telegraphy News Service. NTN Service. Or NTN News. NTN News. NTN News. Washington, D.C. The president has been shot. Psych. Give it some time. John stands next to John stands to greet Clark as he approaches. I guess I'll be John. Okay. I'll be Ezra. All right. Mr. Clark, I'm John Adams. Hi, John. Call me Ezra. Glad to meet you. I must say I was expecting a short, skinny man wearing glasses like a goddamn nerd. <laughs> Based on your perfect academic record. I appreciate you traveling all the way down here to Georgia to fiddle with the devil. Oh, it's my pleasure. I bet him uh, uh, my soul. <laughs> it turned out the fiddle was was made of copper. Uh, oh. I enjoy getting away from the office occasionally. Uh, do you have any questions about my news service? My journalism professor taught us a great deal, but can you give a rundown of what specific my duty what my specific duties will be? Sure. <laughs> Sure. NTSC, <laughs> not to be confused with the uh, video format that will be common in North America in about uh, 50, uh, 60 years or so. But what is this video you speak of? <laughs> we don't know yet. NTSC uses telegraph lines to receive articles from field reporters like yourself. You write the stories on paper, 
and then telegraph the stories to us. My editors make corrections, and as quickly as possible, we use we send edited pieces to our print shops in a great many parts of the nation. We use international Morse code to receive and send. What the hell else would they use? <laughs> <laughs> that way our readers get overnight news the next day. There was this other guy, Dennis, who had a code. And like, <laughs> Dennis, the Dennis We code. send news by horse and buggy. That way the whole nation can get the news in six to eight months. I mean, that's what it was like before the telegraph. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, don't make fun. They didn't have a telegraph. Did you invent a telegraph? I don't think no. so. Nope. I wasn't alive for that. But you didn't invent one now either. Would, no, would you have invented the telegraph? Would I have? No. Yeah, me neither. I mean, he's got to pull a, those wires up and shit. I'm such a failure. I, uh, you know, I don't see I was busy climbing sitting. the ladder to put up wires I would be, I would be busy sitting. <laughs> Lawrence is the guy on the other end just waiting for the telegraph line to get there to see if it works. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sitting, laying down. Burping. Parting. <laughs> I have shit to do. Napping. <laughs> I never nap. You never nap. Never nap. Fat guys nap. I don't. I never nap. Yeah. Can't fat sleep. Guys, fat guys are like usually oh, they can just the apnea. Usually they can just like <laughs> fall asleep, like almost like it looks like they're just they're sitting up, but somehow they're asleep. So anyway, our readers get overnight news the next day. Amazing. How is your service funded? Individuals pay an annual subscription rate to receive our printed papers. We insert local and nation advertising for a fee. We this make... guy went to college, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? John, he went to college, right? How was the paper funded? How do yeah. you think? Well, Customers. I mean, you know, not yeah. everybody had newspapers back then, okay? So, you newspapers know, so were very subscri popular Subscriptions? Back then. Subscriptions? Where you'd buy it for yeah. like a penny? Well, yeah. And you'd be like, extra, extra. Now, those come later. What? Read all about it. That's like, what, 20s? Shit. I don't know. Let's nah, get back to the movie. We insert local and national advertising for a fee. We make a lot of money and pay the highest wages for our workers. How much would that be in my case? The union will be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra writes a figure on paper and slides it to John. Wow. That is a lot. When can I start? <laughs> Four cents a week. <laughs> right away. I have a coding structure with me to start teaching you this afternoon. John Grins. We're going mm. to start on Java. <laughs> <laughs> then move your way up to Linux and then C++. We like to work backwards here. That won't be necessary. I began learning code to the way that he, he, was, <laughs> he was learning code. He was, a, he was a hashtag learn to code guy. <laughs> the original learn to code guy. I mean, remember when it turned around and all the journalists and they, and they were like, This eh. is journalists suck. They're all a bunch of whiners. Because, you know, like a bunch of coal miners and shit, you know, their jobs became obsolete and all the journalists were like, went to Twitter, like, hashtag learn yeah, to code. Like, yeah, you're going to have to learn to do something else. And then they're like, everybody's like, fuck you. When the newspaper started failing, they were just like, eh, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, my newspaper, I'm a journalist. And coal miner was like, fuck you, learn to code then. <laughs> I began to learn to code the week our professor informed us of your news service. Now I like that. <laughs> I think more like, <laughs> now I like that. I like that. Yeah. Are there other surprises you'd like to tell me? John nods his head. <laughs> Today's my birthday. <laughs> As a matter of fact, there is. Beat. Thanks. The country is on the brink of a civil war. Yes, how well I know. I am a newspaper man, after all. <laughs> and I've come up with a way to prevent it. This excites Ooh. Ezra Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
<laughs> a war would be detrimental to his growing news business. How? But that would be great for his news business. How do you keep up with the war without the news? Unless the, the South, they come up and they tear down all the telegraph wires. And all the printing That's presses. some Sherman shit. And the printing presses. That would be detrimental. They just burn all the newspapers. And all the, the, all the journalists get drafted? All the paper boys get drafted. <laughs> Tell me more, John. The South won't stand a chance of winning. The North has factories and a treasury while we have cotton fields and rutabagas. Must say I agree with you, John. One hundred percent. So what's your plan? Well, it's like this. If the new president were to play all slave owners, the pay up Please. If the new president were to pay all slave owners the average cost of a healthy field hand slave, which is $800... That would take a great deal of money, John! Yes. $800, in fact! <laughs> <laughs> yes, but nowhere near the cost of a civil war on both sides. That's part of the plan. What do you mean, John? Well, right now, there's a battery of cannons aimed at Fort Sumter. Oh, <laughs> goddamn! Over in Charleston Harbor, where... Fort Sumter. <laughs> when Lincoln is elected next year, because I have a crystal ball, which everyone knows he will... No, what? Never... No, he... I thought Lincoln got in by, like, the skin of yeah, his teeth. Yeah, he, like, barely won. No, nope. he, did, he did get in quite easily. Oh, oh he did? did he? Yeah, okay. Damn you the, and your history. the Democratic Party was split in two, and... You know, there was really no... Uh, this is Lawrence's job for this one script consultant. Yeah, <laughs> ruin all the good jokes. Well, I mean, he with, did. Lincoln got history. in easily. <laughs> yeah, my man Lawrence is a history guy. <laughs> Which everyone knows he will. And if we can stall Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation until... He didn't have. ...after my plan has a chance to work, then a civil war will be prevented. It will take at least two years to get the state slave owners signed up. <laughs> And the plan will still have to be implemented over several years. And do you think all slave owners will go along with it? Oh, yes, I do. Using slave labor is expensive. First of all, you have, must purchase them. How much does one of these slaves go for? I have a newspaper. <laughs> well, but then you have to feed them. Provide shelter, medical care, no you don't, <laughs> and medicine, not only for the field hands, but his family as well. No, they don't get to have families, you sell them to other places. Ugh. They all know it's expensive to own slaves. Well, does that cost more or less than maintaining a network of telegraph wires? <laughs> <laughs> but how do you reach thousands of slave owners in so short a time? With Except your telegraph maybe lines. my fucking newspaper. <laughs> that, that seems like a good idea. There's only one way. You start with a small group of owners and teach them how to solicit other owners. It's a snowball effect. Oh, I've heard of this. This is a pyramid scheme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you know two friends who also would, would like to tell a slave owner. If you read ahead. Get them to sign no. up. <laughs> Say For just $400 initiation fee. I don't even need the rest of this line. <laughs> Say you start with 10 owners. Teach them how to hold training sessions, and it each of those hold a training <laughs> session. <laughs> That's a pyramid slave it's scheme. It's a pyramid slave buying scheme. <laughs> 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 I love this script already. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's multi-level <laughs> slave marketing. That's 100 slave owners in a very short time frame. If only there was some way we could print the message onto 
some kind of paper <laughs> that would be distributed to people. <laughs> and those hundred add on ten each. That's a thousand, also in a very short time. John, you are a remarkable young man. Thanks. I think this will work, and you can call me on, call me for any assistance I may be able to give you. I will, and thanks for your interest and support. My first assignment should be in Atlanta, and Governor Joseph Black, my first attempt at convincing slave owners to sign on. Don't you think you should run this by Lincoln first? Well, he's not elected <laughs> yet, so why would I do that? Well, it's probably more accessible since he's not the president. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm leaving that plan up to you. I'm going to meet. I'm going to need all the help I can muster. Young man, you are wise beyond your ears. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what it says yeah, that's here. That's exactly what it says. Consider it done. Interior, Washington, Lincoln's campaign headquarters. Morning. Which was in Illinois. <laughs> Abe Lincoln sits at the desk pile with papers. There's a knock on the door. Come in. Ezra enters. Ezra Clark, good to see you. And thanks again for all your support of my candidacy. Care for a shot at Dottie? <laughs> Miss Liz! Four <laughs> Ezra, Ezra Clark runs a, ver a very biased newspaper. <laughs> all newspapers at that time were biased. That's true. No, thanks. A bit early for that dynamite in the bottle you call Toddy. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Says both laugh. It softens up those who come to complain about this and that. Well, then. Now tell me something good. Herc, something I knew you were going to do that, and I hate it so much. Because <laughs> it's on like a billion commercials. I think Actually, I think it's just one commercial tell for like Match.com or something. Shut up. Corporate hack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the people at Procter & Gamble have already gotten to me. No, I was like Match.com or something. Okay, this reason... Shut up! <laughs> okay, reason I'm here. I just hired a new reporter straight out of college. A brilliant young man, and he's come up with a solution to prevent a civil war. You don't say. When can I meet this gift from God? Jesus. Oh, already. All right. Already. We're really skipping ahead, aren't we, there, Reginald? Soon, but for now, I have his notes he sends to you. Ezra takes John's notes from a satchel and hands them to Lincoln, then sits, sits back while Lincoln peruses the papers. Hmm. Go, go peruse the papers. Peruse the papers. <laughs> peruse the papers. Hmm. Great ideas, Ezra. But this seems like a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> no, Lincoln buys right in. <laughs> we won't have this kind of money to even begin this project. So you're telling me I can be my own boss? <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're serious about making slaves. You won't need a penny to begin. <laughs> Call now. <laughs> no entry, please. No interest. <laughs> That's the beauty of John's remarkable idea. My news service will pay John to travel and write his progress as he contacts the governors in each slave owner's state, beginning with George's governor, Joseph Black. But let me be clear, he's not one of those blacks. <laughs> They're not let him in the governor's mansion. Well, he's not one of those people that we're trying to buy here, you understand. <laughs> Good Grady's goats, Ezra. Black is a staunch supporter of states' rights. 
It's going to be a hard sell, young Adams. I'm actually Ezra. <laughs> young Adams is the other guy. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> well, not entirely. It's, well, it's my fault. I'm, I'm The script writer put this idea in my head. Well, I just think of him because I just read his name at the end of the note, you know? Most states will be a hard sell at first, and John knows it. Whoever the young feller has grit. And I put my money on him to come out the winner. All right. Send him a telegram at once. That I'm... One of the singing kind. <laughs> that I'm behind him all the way. We, we, we're gonna buy some slaves. And we're gonna, be gonna buy some slaves to join our multi-level marketing scheme. It's not up here, Miss No, it's more like, a, Dear John Lewis Adams, stop. <laughs> we're gonna buy your slaves. Stop. stop. <laughs> I forgot to stop. <laughs> uh, what was I doing? Thanks, oh. Abe. Thanks, Abe. I knew you'd... You would be once you heard the complete plan. I knew you would be. Um, I'm sorry. It's hard to read sometimes. How's the news service doing? Great. As long as I can keep the telegraph poles up and working. And, and I we'll... sure know how to work a pole. <laughs> I knew you were I was going to say, like, you know, hopefully his pole's up and working. You know, Ezra, Morris code's not that difficult. I can read over 20 words a minute myself. I didn't know that. You want a part-time job? No, thanks. I have a feeling the full-time one I'm working on will leave no room for part-time anything. Well, if the polls from Fox News are to believe, <laughs> you don't have a chance. <laughs> Tall Cedars Plantation. Over photo of a large southern home. John got word of a big annual barbecue to be held at Tall Cedars Plantation, just ten miles south of Atlanta. So he's traveling by horseback, arriving at 11.30. That's late. Exterior, Tall Cedars Plantation, day. John stands in the back of the Howard McIntosh Mansion. No. Irish weren't really looked very favorably in those days. <laughs> they didn't care. That's Scott's name, McIntosh. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, please let me be the beautiful young lady. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, uh, John stands in back of the Howard McIntosh Mansion, watching some ducks on a pond, and being watched by a beautiful young senorita, Ooh. Sarah Ann. Howdy, stranger. Haven't seen yet one of our get-togethers before. I'm Sarah Ann. Well, howdy back at you, Sarah Ann. Oh. I'm John Adams with the National Telegraph News Service. Glad to meet you. Oh, a news reporter. No one cares about news reporters. <laughs> Is there a Mrs. Adams? Oh no, I'm single, a recent graduate from the University of Georgia. To be honest, this is my first assignment. How about you? Oh, I'm single too. My father owns O'Hanlon Plantation. What's with all the Irish names? <laughs> I'm, really? so, I'm sorry, Irish sounding names. So should we be blaming the Irish for slavery? I guess we should. You know, right. the Irish were slaved, enslaved too. That's what the so people then, like to say. I think the Irish should be paying yeah, all but they the, deserved it. the reparations. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish did deserve it. Right, we don't want the Irish oh, being so on like English a, land uh, before we got there. <laughs> so it's like a pay it forward kind of thing. They get enslaved <laughs> and they enslave yeah. the blacks. And then, uh, what was I saying? You're right, John. Oh, wait. I'm single too. My father owns O'Hanlon Plantation on further south toward Macon. So you're the Sarah Ann O'Hanlon of Irish descent, I presume. You're right, John. 
You ain't akin to John Quincy Adams? Oh, yes. My grandfather, John Quincy, was a bootlegger up in thar hills of Tennessee. Hold on, I owe Lawrence a dollar. Why? <laughs> my wallet's upstairs. Never mind. Why do you owe Lawrence a dollar? Because he called it. Called what? I, I oh, called the John Quincy Adams to, thing? To yeah. John, yeah. Yeah, the movie studio executive. That was a stupid, <laughs> stupid bit. You're jousting me now, aren't you, John Adams? I suppose I am, pretty lady. You caught me red-handed. Say, would you make my day by being my escort at the shindig? How about have... that kind of girl? <laughs> Are you asking me for a date, John Adams? I sure is, my dear. Well, then, I accept Mr. <laughs> John Adams. Sarah Ann removes large blanket from her bag, spreads it on the grass, sits and takes his hand, pulling him down to join her. Some hugs and kisses follow. We're moving awfully fast here. Whoa! Man, take her to a uh, shindig first. <laughs> nope. She's a slut. She is a she slut. She is a slut. Sarah Ann, can you tell me anything about Howard McIntosh? Why, Uncle Howard is a marvelous man, and he treats everybody the same, even his slaves. Oh, could I be this guy? Please, please, please. <laughs> of course you can, young man. <laughs> He's awfully handsome for his age, and everyone thinks highly of Uncle Howard. If it were left up to him, all slaves would be set free. But he doesn't free his own. Yeah. Well, no, apparently not. No. He needs that, his. Those slaves are up to him. But, you know, he treats them nice. And you know what? I mean, it's like uh, Clive and Bundy said that you know, a lot of the slaves were treated well and that all the, Except like, the and black people now should learn to pick cotton. Yeah, see, everybody that ever... He said that on the news. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've actually worked with people that have said that shit. They never take me up on my offer. Uh, offer for what? Would you do it? <laughs> what do you think? To pick cotton? No, my offer for them to be my slaves. Like you can, like you know, you get a free room, you get free food. Like I'll feed you, but you just have to do whatever the fuck I say. I mean, I feel like and if you misbehave, just... I get to beat the fuck out of you. Maybe just do that. No, with, I'll be nice. Like all the homeless people, <laughs> just like put a homeless person in your house and. But you know, and you could treat them if you. But you, you'd have to treat them like as at least as good as you would like a child. So they could have like child services and homeless slave services. So if you mistreated your homeless slave... Imagine the government red tape involved in keeping... You have to double your uh, social workers. That's a good point. That's, and that's my tax dollars. And what if you don't qualify but for homeless But think about slaves? how much more productive you could be if you had a homeless slave. If we had homeless slaves, what would we doing? We'd be playing video games. I said productive, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we? Uh, buying slaves, I think. You and me? Want to go get some? Right yeah. How much it's your cost? line, John. It's my line. Mm -hmm. Sounds like someone I'd like to meet. Can you arrange it? Of course I can, my sweetie. They're sweeties now? Apparently. All right. They already hugged and kissed. <laughs> that means they're married. <laughs> In the South, I mean, you know. Suddenly, the aroma of cooking pork reaches their nostrils. <laughs> wow, that smells delicious, Sarah Ann. Just like outside my favorite barbecue place in Washington, D.C. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. And just you wait till you taste that slow cooked over hickory wood <laughs> all night long, little piggy. It's so tender. It almost chews itself. Oh, believe I can hear your tummy growling already. <laughs> she snickers. That was exactly as written. <laughs> it was. Now, who's Josh and who? My stomach is being a perfectly gentle tummy and making no sound at all. She quickly pokes her tongue at him. John grabs and kisses Whoa. her. Whoa. She returns passionately. Damn, they didn't even go to the shindig yet. It's like they just mm-hmm. met and, and already they're, they're start like making all out. up in each other's... <laughs> it was <laughs> well, love at first sight. He's all up in sucking and fucking in exactly. no time. John, do you really, really think I'm likable? Maybe I should see you all dressed up in something other than breeches and tight riding habit. Shucks. <laughs> After chunking down today's pork. I think I know what you mean, my lady. She <laughs> certainly is chunking down on some pork. <laughs> Women here in their Sunday go to... What? Women here in their Sunday go to meet and dresses... What am I reading? We'll that's, gather... that's a southern expression. What, go to what? meeting. Go to meeting? Yeah. Sunday go to meeting dresses? Yeah. Okay. That means go to church. Okay. Okay. This is why we're here. This is why okay. we're here. <laughs> Script consultant. <laughs> Script supervisor. <laughs> Script supervisor. Accent coach. Shucks. After chucking down today's pork, women here in their Sunday go to meeting dresses will gather upstairs, unlace their belly choking corsets, and flop down for a nap. Do you ever get all dressed up in your Sunday go-to-meeting dress and wear belly-choking corsets? Jesus Christ. No, of course not for show. I'll wear nice dresses but never, never a corset. I watch what I eat and exercise daily to keep myself in shape. I believe you've noticed my shape, haven't you, John? What oh, you gonna do what is this? when the largest arms in the world? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Any of this? This better lead to this some is kind a, this of is like a... be plot related somehow. Yes, ma'am. Of course, I have. You have a beautiful shape and a pretty face to go with it. That reminds me of a funny Sarah, Anne. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that reminds me of funny, Sarah Ann. If I said you have a nice shape, would you hold it against me? God damn it. I just asked you if you think I have a nice shape. Why would I hold it against you? Get oh. it? Get it? What? Oh, John. That joke came out of Noah's Ark. <laughs> what am I missing? Would you hold it against me? He wants to oh, hold nice her shape, shape against him. Oh, I'm such a moron. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Sarah Ann got that joke and you didn't. Jesus. Yep. This, this script is over my head. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever been, any one of us have been bested by a script. What? Oh, I have pl- plenty of times. Oh, really? Yeah, I've gotten, I've missed the point <laughs> many times. <laughs> Never mind. Good thing I'm a writer and not a speaker, huh? I should say so. She leans over and kisses him on the lips. He responds. All right, that's enough of that. (laughs) If I said you were a nice kisser, (laughs) would you kiss me again? Hey, get a room, you two. (laughs) She responds with her lips, leading to several minutes of making out on the blanket. This is so we can pat out the (laughs) runtime. Kissing and hugging. Ooh, my, ooh, my dog. 
John, will you excuse me? I have to go powder my nose underneath your balls. <laughs> of course. Does my nose need a powdering? <laughs> no, silly. I won't be gone long. Sarah Ann leaves and John tosses pebbles in the duck pond to pass the time. And I'll take over. Exterior, tall cedars mansion. Backyard, short time later. Sarah Ann walks hand in hand with her uncle Howard... Toward John. Oh, it's Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Howard. Uncle Howard. Uncle Howard. Oh, wait. I figured it out. Sarah Ann's not Southern. She says things like Uncle Howard because he's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Howard. John, I've got someone for you to meet. John turns around to face Howard McIntosh. This is my Uncle Howard McIntosh. Well, howdy, John. My niece here is... Real impressed with you. Extends hand to me. Because I have a big penis. Mr. McIntosh, so glad to meet you, sir. I have a major request. I've been given permission by Abe Lincoln to call on... That Negro lover! (laughs) (laughs) Certain places we are clearly not willing to go, are we? Yeah. (laughs) By Abe Lincoln to call on Governor Black and explain a plan to avoid a civil war. Did you say Abe Lincoln? (laughs) (laughs) I say, jolly good. Well, now, John, I know Joe Black. Did he? Hey, 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 stop, 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 stop. I guess he, you can say that he, uh, one, he meets Joe Black. (gasps) Oh, yeah, like that movie. (laughs) That was the name of a movie, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Home run, John. Very good. John just socked one dinger out of the park. Still, you had to use soccer dinger. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lawrence. I had, to, I had to make that funny. Well, that's okay. I've interrupted plenty. Well, now, John, I know Joe Black about as well as anyone. We hunt together when he's at home in Atlanta. Would you care to meet him right away? I sure would. Well, now, look here. If you two are going to discuss war, I'll just mosey out of, around a bit and come back in a few minutes. That's a good idea, because, you know, women are too stupid to understand war. You're absolutely right, Uncle Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Uncle sorry. Howard. Uncle, Uncle Howard. Howard. Give us about five minutes, Sarah Ann. <laughs> she leaves. <laughs> so, Lincoln has accepted my plan of buying all field hand slaves to prevent a civil war. Well, John, let's get down to brass tacks here. <laughs> How much is Abe willing to pay? The average price for a healthy field hand is $800. Whoa, John. That's a staggering amount considering the number of slave owners throughout the South, all 14 of us. <laughs> but only a fraction of what a civil war would cost, not to mention all the lives lost or maimed on both sides. Well, actually, I've never liked the idea of one man owning another. Even though you tend to... Of course, them darkies aren't really men, so I guess... (laughs) Three-fifths. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually never liked the idea of one man owning another, but it was passed down to me by my father when he passed away, so I guess I'm stuck uh, uh, with it. Poor me and my slaves. <laughs> darn these things. I, I wish, mean, darn the luck. I wish there was some kind of market where I could go and you know, sell, <laughs> sell them to someone else. But I'm sure glad to hear that you say you dislike owning slaves, 
Do many slave owners feel the same as you? <laughs> oh no. Most would give me down most would give me down the country if I were to let them know how I really feel. I can understand that. When would you like to see my friend? The long bearded one. Tomorrow will be fine if it's convenient for you, sir. John, call me Howard. What with you already having your tongue shoved down my niece's throat and all. Not to mention her pussy. <laughs> I did go down on her several times. <laughs> what say we meet at the Boar's Head Inn on Peachtree at nine in the morning? Her, their sandwiches are fantastic. We'll have breakfast. First. <laughs> they have good lunch to eat. <laughs> Fine by me, Howard. Interior, Atlanta, Boar's Head Deli. 10 a.m. <laughs> Howard is late, but John stays busy making notes till Howard arrives. John, I'm really sorry I'm late. Had a problem that had to be worked out. Always something on a cotton farm need attending to. In this case, it was a great big black buck that was late. <laughs> <laughs> no bother me. I had more time to make some notes for the meeting. You want to head on out for the governor's home? <laughs> Howard nods head. They walk out together. Exterior, Joseph Black's home. Front porch. Hey, are they going to meet Joe Black? (laughs) (laughs) We have fun here on this program. (laughs) That was a good one. That was a good one. one. I should have waited. (laughs) Really lay that one in there, you know? (laughs) Front door opens before Howard reaches for handle. And a young part colored part colored I believe that's called a mulatto. Uh, a young part colored beautiful girl, Nadine, is smiling at them. Um <laughs> Oh Mr. McIntosh. Come right in. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Mr. McIntosh! Oh no, no. no we're, no, we're not, not about stereotypes no. on this program. Alright, fine. Hey there, Nadine. This is John Adams. John, Nadine is personal aid to the governor, uh, if personal. you understand my meaning. Nice. He has sex with her. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's very personal. Hi there, Nadine. It's nice to make your acquaintance. And the same here, John. Y'all come right on in. The governor's in his office upstairs. You here to go hunting? Oh, oh, no. I'm oh, sorry. Stealing my lines. <laughs> oh, no. John and I are here on business. On the way up, st- up the stairs, Nadine leans over to Howard and whispers, John is real cute. This John is a pussy machine. I really... <laughs> well, I mean... It's, you know, I, yeah. Mr. McIntosh play, pays me to be personal aid to all visitors. <laughs> <laughs> Howard leans back to Nadine and whispers, He's in love with my niece, Sarah Ann. Oh, really? John wonders what they whispered. Hey, what are you guys whispering about? Man, everybody wants to fuck John. This is crazy. (laughs) Interior, Joseph Black's office. Continuous. Nadine escorts the two callers, the two gentlemen callers. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, two nice-looking gentlemen here to see you. All right, who wants to be the governor? Uh, Who wants to be Mr. Black? I'll do it. Mr. Black. Howard, you old reprobate. Got your <laughs> hunting gear with you. Not this time, Joe. 
This is John Adams, reporter for NTNS, the paper that comes out the next day with yesterday's news. Governor shakes John's hand. Pleasure to meet you, John Adams. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> that was a mistake. That uh, was your idea. Uh, who is yeah. the Governor Black? <laughs> Jeff, pleasure to meet you, John Adams. John's here on a mission from God. We're on a mission <laughs> from God. <laughs> Save the nation from a bloody civil war. John Elwood. <laughs> Jake Elwood's great-grandfather. <laughs> the heck you say. Have a seat and explain, John. Well, sir, as everyone knows, Lincoln will probably be elected our next president, and he makes no bones about his desire to free them slaves. Yes, how well I know. <laughs> and he is a troublesome sort. The rascal needs to keep up, keep his big nose out of our state's affairs. Why, he's nothing short of a dictator. I'm here to tell you. I have a plan that will prevent a civil war and appease the slave owners at the same time. Why, you must be a master magician. And if you be talking about giving in to Abe Lincoln's whims, <laughs> forget... <laughs> forget, forget about, about it. it! Forget about it! Uh, forget about it. Lincoln or Douglas or whoever the fuck. I'm sure Howard here inform you where I stand regarding this matter. Yep, we're going with that. Uh, just a minute, Joe. Give John a chance to explain. Well, all right, but no promises, you hear? None expected, Joe. Go ahead, John. Sir, the average cost of a healthy field hand slave runs $800. Lincoln will purchase all field hand slaves and set them free if the slave owners agree. My God, young man, that would amount to a whopping sum. Yes, but not nearly as the points that they'll be kicked up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but not nearly as expensive as fighting a civil war. I've explained this idea four ex more times, probably. <laughs> so we're trying I'm to trying to, out the runtime. I'm trying to point out how he's repeating himself over and over again. You can just have like a, you know, like a, like a little bit of a montage and just like shows him uh, with like the uh, the tripod, hand. like the easel, with he's yeah. pointing at like he's <laughs> the pointer and he has like charts and stuff and diagrams. <laughs> There'll be tremendous losses on both sides. Think, think of the lives lost or maimed, factories, homes, schools destroyed. Locusts. <laughs> Even this fine home we're in right now. The death of all the John pauses to let that sink in. <laughs> the governor is rubbing his long beard mm. deep in thought as John waits. Does this country have the funds to complete this huge buyout? Oh, no. No. Certainly not all at once. It will take several years to complete this plan, but what does it matter? A war between the states will be avoided. Slaves will remain slaves until the last one is purchased. But, uh, just how are you going to get word to all the slave owners? How do you reach them now? Howard is impressed with how well young John Adams is handling his friend, Joe Black. Some by telegram. But we don't have near the number of lines as the northern states... So we use Pony Expresses mostly. We have 139 counties in Georgia. It's a slow and tedious process, informing every nook and cranny. You got a quick away, motherfucker? Oh, yes. I thought so. Smiling, somewhat pleased with the tenacity of this young John Adams. We sell meet in places like a church or a courthouse by sending wires or letters to country chairman from Governor Joseph Black. We explained that just enough of our plan to build interest in the county chairman sets up a 
sets up in a courthouse, school, or church to hold a seminar for interested slave owners. Okay. And then what? I'll begin with two or three men to assist me in explaining and signing up ten or more slave owners. They are taught how to conduct... <sighs> Man, it's just explaining the same thing. He was explaining to Ezra Ten slave Clark owners. Tell, uh, ten other slave owners. Yes, it's a pyramid We tell two friends and then you make all the money on the top. We do the same in each state. Start with the governors. Well, sir, Howard, I do believe this young man has a plan. You signed up with him already? Well, I'm with him all the way. I also talked with my daughter Millie's beau, Gerald Glasscock. <laughs> Jerry Glasscock. What's so funny? And he might be helping John and me travel to the no different states. Man. You mean that Chester you brought here wants to go hunting? Yeah, that one. We laughed so much it scared all the birds before we could shoot them. Well, one thing's for damn sure. He knows how to get folks in a good mood. Tell you what. Let's head for my dining room table, and we'll see what kind of plans we can uh, conjure up. <laughs> Exterior, tall cedars mansion, front porch, continuous. And it's time to take a break. Is it really? Yeah. Well, we had so wow. much fun We've so had far. So much fun. We're gonna have some more fun. About exactly as much fun <laughs> as we just had. <laughs> right. After we're this. gonna have in the second half. Wait till the slaves get bought up. Ooh, oh, that would be, be fun. They wonder what to fun. do with themselves. You know. They could, you know, be carpet baggers. No, those are white people. Yeah, oh, carpetbaggers were whites. Oh, they were the ones who they, they they came down to educate and sign all the black people up to vote and whatnot. Is that what that was? I thought that was, was like, that was pretty yeah. frowned upon. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought the carpetbagger was it was after the Civil War. It was. And then everybody who fought for the North, they just got stuck down there. No, they no. would they they chose to travel themselves and with carpet bags. With a big carpet bag oh. to carry all their stuff. And then all the southern guards are like, they got these people from the north. Our Negroes are happy and they're fucking everything up. That's oh. the, you know okay. because they're trying to educate and get them to vote and with their bags of carpet samples. Right. Yes. Mm. From prisons. Okay. So we'll, well, we'll be right back. I uh, hope everyone uh, just take a seat on your own carpets. <laughs> And That's we'll terrible. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. We here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. That this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. That government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. We can't tell our people they can vote yes on abolishing slavery unless at the same time we can tell them that you're seeking a negotiated peace. It's either the amendment or this Confederate peace. You cannot have both. How many hundreds of thousands have died down your administration? Congress must never declare equal those whom God created unequal. Leave the Constitution alone. We are stepped out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment now, now, now. Abraham Lincoln has asked us to work with him to accomplish the death of slavery. No one's ever been loved so much by the people. Don't. Waste that power. This fight is for the United States of America. Do you think we choose to be born 
or we fit it to the times we're born into. Well, I don't know about myself. You may be. This settles the fate for all coming time. Not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn millions to come. Shall we stop this bleeding? And welcome back to the program. Um, I forgot where we were in the script. Actually, I don't remember what it just happened. I remember there was a picnic, and then the two they were, uh, they were making yeah. out, <laughs> and then um, well, it's all about this fellow who started a pyramid scheme to free the slaves. Right, pyramid scheme <laughs> to free the slaves, and then he met that woman. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Sarah Ann. Sarah Ann, played by you. Played by oh yeah, played by me. And then now he's meeting the governor. Uh, governor Black's into it. I think Governor Black. He's he's on board with yeah, the plan. Yeah, he's on board with the plan. He's going to invest. There has been no tension whatsoever in the script so far. No, there really hasn't. Everybody's like, "Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like awesome. a great idea." Tell me all of your seven-point plan once again, please. <laughs> okay, so, so we have two new characters, Millie and Gerald, coming up, and Gerald. I'm going to look back and see like who the hell are they? They're nobody. They're nobody new. They're new. Yeah. Were they mentioned before? No. 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 Okay. It's, okay, let's... Um, Lawrence, you want, you want to be Millie or Gerald? I don't care. I'll, <laughs> I'll, be the, I'll be the broad if you want. Well, Jeff's already a broad, and I'm a lousy broad, so... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll dress and drag for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Go put your wig on. Yeah. Doesn't need it. I'll, no. be, I'll, I'll, put on, I'll, I'll get into python mode here. <laughs> <laughs> Exterior, tall cedars mansion, front porch, continuous. Gerald and Millie are sitting on a swing, talking. Gerald! Do you really think there'll be a war with the North? Just don't you worry your pretty little head, Millie, my darling. Your daddy is working with a young college smart feller who thinks he can prevent a war between the states. Yeah, daddy told me about him, but still in all, I worry about myself something fierce. I can't help it, Gerald. Now just you stop that worrying. Ain't you heard what most folks worry about never ever happens? Besides, you got your handsome as old get out bold Gerald to take care of you, honey child. <laughs> he leans over and brushes a kiss to her soft lips. Nice. It's always better when you guys do it for real. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's just, just, just for, for the sound, yeah. you know, for the yeah. show. <laughs> It's We're not really it. kissing yeah. each other. What was all that rehearsal about? <laughs> <clears throat> Nothing. Let <laughs> me get it right. Interior, Joe. We take our job seriously. Yeah. We're method on this program. <laughs> At least put your shirts back on. <laughs> Interior, Joseph Black's mansion. Dining room, continuous. Governor Black turns to his two visitors. Well... It looks like you two have talked talk me into going along with your slave-buying plan. But I would sit with a Georgia... <laughs> he, got, he got some no-show slave jobs. <laughs> I got us some no-show slave jobs. You don't get paid. Job. We don't get, you don't have to show up either. <laughs> looks like you talked me into it. 
but I'll let sit with the Georgia slave owners when I reverse my position and agree to something so downright countermanding. A great deal better than fighting the inevitable, Joe. And hey, you'll be a hero, the savior of our country. Why, you might even run for the presidency if you shave your beard. Now don't you go putting I down was hoping my... I was I'm sorry. Down, I, was, I was hoping I was you motherfucker. I know what you were hoping for. <laughs> dare I say? Yeah. Dare, dare. Yeah, I know what you were hoping you for. Never, <laughs> never bring me in. <laughs> Even though you know I would have I, I would have supported you. Were... you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, don't go Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now don't you go putting down my beard, Howard McIntosh. It's been like a friend for many years. <laughs> That it's been on my face too long now to part with. Interior, Joseph Black's mansion. Dining room later. Jabo. <laughs> Jabo. Oh, Jesus oh, no. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just call it like... Can't you call him Tim? Matumba or something. <laughs> Sambo even? Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Okay. You just call him Tar Baby and get it over All with. right. <laughs> oh, boy. Are we going to have to cast lots for this? Jabo. I'll do it. <laughs> no, you're... <laughs> Haven't had a line in a while. <laughs> okay. I'll do the thing then. Jabo. Governor yeah. Black's personal colored attendant. Ooh, that's... Uh, that's what we're trying to avoid? <laughs> no, yeah, no, there's no way around this. Yeah. There really is no it. way around this. If you say so, I'm looking at, have fun doing uh, the, the voices, because I'm, I'm not participating. <laughs> I will off the air, but not right now. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I know what I'll do. Uh, maybe I'll make it better by just doing Cosby, maybe, if I can, and then we're making fun of Cosby, therefore he's a rapist, so it's okay. Okay. Do okay. whatever you want. Let's try I'm just going to sit here and be Governor Black. <laughs> Jabo, who's, who's Governor white? Black's personal colored attendant. Why does he have colored in the script? <laughs> I don't know. into the wrote. room. Jabo, go down in the basement and bring up my map of Georgia. And while you're at it, look at my desk and get my list of county chairmen. Uh, you see, Theo, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. You see. And make haste about it, goddammit. <laughs> Turns to his two guests. You know, John, if you expect the slave owners to teach others, you could use some printed booklets. Wouldn't you think? That's a terrific idea, sir. I got a friend here in Atlanta. He's <laughs> friends of ours. He's <laughs> friends of ours. This thing of ours. I have a friend here in Atlanta who does some printing for me from time to time. Nadine does shorthand real well, and you can dictate the instructions to her for the printer. This pleases Nadine to be close to John. Ooh, nice. Oh, I was Nadine. Yeah. Yeah. This way, John. She takes his hand, leads to adjourning room, smiling. Nadine's office continuous. Well, she's an office? She takes, yeah, she's got an office. She takes a seat. Sit here next to me, John. With pleasure. Talk as fast as you want. I can keep up. Yeah, but can you keep up with this? Yes, I can. I'm very professional. <laughs> Dissolve, too. Dining room, short time later. Howard and the governor are still talking, hunting, when John returns. I'll take it from here. And that's why I say my shotgun is more accurate than yours, John Black. Hey, John. It didn't take long. I told you my day dean was good. He turns to Howard. She used to be the hostess of Adi Buko's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Howard. 
Did you tell John the way I attended Nadine? Oh, I'm sorry. Howard, did you tell John the way I attained Nadine? He probably fucked her mom, and then she was born, and that was her property. Or he bought her. Bought <laughs> that, her. That, that is that, too. No, I didn't, Joe. I don't want to hear it for the thousandth time. Goddamn. Oh, I think you might be right, John. <laughs> John, Nadine's mother was a slave. Owned by a good-for-nothing drunkard who beat her, took advantage of her, and raped her repeatedly. When Nadine was 15, I got wind of the braggart saying what he intended to do to Nadine. Well, I had him arrested and brought Nadine here to be safe. When, I, when he got out of jail, he went straight home and killed her mother. Nadine's been here ever since. Holy shit. What happened to her daddy? He was found hanging by the neck. With his privates removed. Did they ever find out who did that lynching? No. No one ever gave it that much thought. Sir, I'm glad you helped her. The majority of slave owners definitely aren't like that. Uh, well, they were like that. No, they were like, <laughs> they were that. like that. That's how. This sounds like it's very apologist. Yeah, it is. It is, it is extremely <laughs> apologist. <laughs> Do we, do we switch tone here? That's <laughs> Nadine. I'm so happy to be under the care of Governor do, Black. Do we do, this as, do we do this as hilariously as this guy intended and wasn't aware? Yeah. Obviously. Oh, my God. Interior, Governor's home, dining room later. The trio's going over a Georgia map as Jabo. Hey! Enters with Millie McIntosh and, and Bo Gerald. Millie McIntosh and Bo Gerald. What's going on here? You planning a big party for me? You'll have to overlook Gerald. He keeps party on mind constantly. Like my orgasms. Mm. Millie, I'm glad you and Gerald came in more ways than one. Uh, you uh, can help us out. We're getting ready to contact all Georgia counties about this young man's plan for Lincoln to buy all the field hand slaves to prevent a civil war. Really? Then Gerald was right when he said you had a plan to prevent war. I am so glad to see this. Tell me, what can I do to help? She says seductively. Doesn't say that in the script, actually. <laughs> yes, I know, but I was... I know, but it I says like, the, 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 the way it's written is like a normal way. Like she's asking honestly. You can start by addressing these envelopes to county chairman from this list. Isn't Howard her dad? I uh, don't know. I don't know. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. He is. Yeah. Yeah, so Lawrence was getting Lawrence? Lawrence gross. No, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was being seductive towards John. I think you were being seductive towards Howard. What can I do to help? And Howard answers. Yeah. This is a conversation between Millie and Howard, you sicko. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Frank. <laughs> At least they weren't related. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> Pedophilia, we're all on board with. <laughs> Incest, hell Incest, no. Incest, no way. John, I'm Millie McIntosh, Howard's daughter. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah there it is. Exactly. And this is my noisy bow. Gerald! Glad to meet you both. <laughs> Three days later, 
booklets are ready for initialization. Three days. Now it's three days later. <laughs> three days later. What happened? Three. What happened in the last three days? I don't know. I don't know. The slaves got freed. The for initialization got, of John's plan. The slaves got freed. So By somebody, candidate Lincoln. No, it was like somebody else's Lincoln. plan worked. <laughs> like, ah, oh, shit. We put on all these Kevin booklets Lincoln for nothing. Appealed to President Buchanan. <laughs> Exterior slash interior. Macon, Georgia, Church Day, 11 a.m. John Howard and Gerald walking. For some up reason, steps. I feel like I'm sorry. I feel like that should be typed over the screen set. <laughs> Macon, Georgia. <laughs> 11 a.m. 11 a.m. <laughs> Three men dressed in sheets force them in stage. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Curtains cover windows. Tall man gives orders. Stagecoach moving. Who are you people? Is this some kind of joke? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> I'm you people, so it's okay for me to say that. <laughs> no joke. Be quiet. Quiet. I don't like noise. Where are you taking us? <laughs> You'll find out when we get there. Well, you don't have to dress like spooks in white sheets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Lincoln plans on buying them. <laughs> we'll be more than glad to sit down and talk with you like civilized men. You are men, right? Shut up. Howard whispers to John. Do you know who these men represent? I've heard rumors of a radical racist outfit organized in Alabama. This must be part of that group, because it totally didn't organize in Georgia like it did in real life. And it totally didn't organize, like, six years later. <laughs> <laughs> you think they're planning on killing us? Not sure. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Exterior, outside making open field continuous. Two dozen men standing in front of a burning cross. No, this is way too yeah, early. Yeah, this is way, way too early for the Klan. 1865, you bozo. Yeah, that came up after the Civil War. Actually, yeah, the Klan wasn't founded until like 1867. So. It was after the Civil War. It was a response War, yeah. to Reconstruction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which this you had to have a Civil War to reconstruct. This movie is historically inaccurate. Extremely. This guy's a boob. But hey, let's play it in the back row, shall we? Let's do it. Three captives shoved to leader of the group. Okay. The word is, you three are working with Yankee dogs to free our southern slaves. Is this true? We are working with Governor Joseph Black trying to reach a peaceful solution to prevent a civil war. We are talking with owners of slaves in Georgia, not hooded men who hide behind sheets and make like and masks like there's a pandemic, like scared masks children like who listen to the man Anthony Fauci. And masks like that Rocky Dennis. <laughs> Much better, thank you. The leader is furious and yells. And just who are you, big mouth? John Adams. News reporter for the National Telegraph, headquartered in Washington, D.C. Never heard of you. That's probably because you can't read. So, got him! Uh oh. Oh no. Do we, are we just going to let this zinger? Oh, wait, wait. I, I, oh one? no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, pause for conference. <laughs> I just saw the next line. Yeah, I did too. That's... Well, I'm not going to read it. Um, I'm just going to say something else. Oh. Better yet, we'll superimpose a rap lyric over top of it. So, maybe something from These Nuts. So what I'm going to say... I said These Nuts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Instead of this very, these nuts? very offensive word, I'm going to say... None of us are willing to perform on the, yeah. on the air. <laughs> on the air. <laughs> I'm going to say Negroes. 
I'm going to say Negroes. So if First. I say, so tell me about your part in freeing our Georgia <laughs> big mouth. I'd have told you I'm working with Governor Black. And that's the part I'm having difficulty believing, because Joe Black is a staunch supporter of succession. Oh, secession. Not, <laughs> not the HBO Not the HBO show. show. Secession. Yeah, you bozo. What the South did. Was. Would you like to see a state-sealed letter he gave me to show non-believers like yourself? Yes, I most certainly would. John reaches into his jacket pocket, retrieves the letter, which is quickly jerked from his hand, opened, and read. I would never have believed Joe Black would stoop to the likes of this. He hands the letter back to John and yells. Take these men back to where you got them. Do not harm them or mess with their belongings. And I mean it. Brought to you by the Cuddly Clan. <laughs> well, the whole time... A kinder, funnier Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> I was looking for a um, somewhere where I could slip in a, a Stonecutter's reference. <laughs> the Sacred because, Parchment? Because he's leader. No, 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 no. I was thinking actually, no, 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 no. Ah, shit, you're right. That's where leader came from. No, 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 leader. Never mind. Leader. fuck. Leader. The whole reason I wanted to be leader. I mean, leader. Was the throwing of stone. Wrong again, Jeff. What is wrong with you? We're out of practice. You are off today, my friend. Mixing up my Simpsons episodes. He turns back and shakes his head. Interior, Macon Church, day, 1 p.m. 12 slave owners sit on the front pew. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you for coming today. My name is John Adams, a reporter for the National Telegraphic News. John, normal middle name Adams. The two gentlemen with me have large plantations and many slaves. Each of you were invited by Governor Joseph Black, who supports a plan for Lincoln to buy all field hand slaves at $800 each. It's quite a deal. Split up into three groups four. Howard, you pick your four first. Howard confronts the first four and moves them to the back of the church, while Gerald addresses the eight remaining. You lucky four gents get to hear my side of the story, so follow me to a Sunday school room and the rest just stay where you are. They do as instructed. Good. <laughs> as you all know, having slaves is expensive. This is your chance to trim down that expense and get better production in the long run. The slave buyout plan is simple. The government buys your field hand slaves, paying you $800 each. Yes, we get it. They become free men and available to work at the average daily rate for this type of labor. Are there any questions? What about the non-field hand slaves? It's the same as any family. You keep the worker or let him go. It's up to you. If the field hand slave has a family, he takes care of his family just like you or I. This is what freeing the slaves is all about. That's what that's all about. Making citizens out of former slaves. When you really don't get all this thing done. This will take a while. In the meantime, your slaves will remain as slaves. All slave owners will have to sign up for this plan. Then it will take no less than two years for the completion here down in Georgia. How in the world are you going to see thousands of slave owners to sign up for this nonsense? <laughs> That's where you come in. When you leave here today, each of you will have a box of small booklets that explains the complete plan. 
You go back to your area and set up a seminar just like this one and recruit a slave owners the same as we're doing today. When you're forced to sign up 12 or more, it snowballs into thousands in a very short amount of time. Oh, yeah, I get it. It's like you say, slave labor gets expensive. Sign me up for this pyramid scheme. <laughs> Owner one? Me too, I'm all for it. Owner three? Looks like you're going to get us all involved. Interior, making church later. All slave owners have left with their boxes of booklets with instructions on how to order more. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, but still. <laughs> instructions for ordering more slaves. Call in for your slaves at 1-800. Three, order three or more. No, no shipping and handling. Get the fourth slave three. Yeah. And you get a special gift. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Four easy payments of nine. No, it's uh, it's actually four easy payments of one ninety nine ninety nine. I love it. <laughs> the three from Atlanta are well pleased with the results. You two did a bang up performance today. If you are being paid, I'd give you both a raise. Wait a minute. Like a slave. Yeah, they aren't being paid. <laughs> Sounds familiar, John. <laughs> no, not you, the character. Yeah, I, about no, I still feel personally attacked. I'm sorry. They laugh. John, I'll say one thing. You got some more guts standing up to that masked leader today. He was mad as a wet hen. Well, that's the only one the. I can't think of a joke about a wet hand. I'm sorry. I was talking could... <laughs> about a vagina. Instead of pussy, back in the 1800s, we said hen. <laughs> if, you could hear, if you could have seen my insides, you know I was shaken to the bone. Well, I heard earlier you were getting up all up inside Sarah Ann's insides. <laughs> so you two are renting a wagon team moving to the next location further south. Yeah, you're going to take the train home, I suppose. We'll meet you back in Atlanta later. That's the plan. Exterior, interior, Sarah home, night. John's standing on front porch, knocking on door. Knock, knock, knock. Sarah Ann opens. John, darling, come on in. He enters, and immediately their arms are around each other, hugging and kissing, <laughs> lewdly. <laughs> lewdly. <laughs> John, I've been expecting you. Good to know you keep your promises. They move to the living room. Sit on couch. Sit on couch. Sit on couch. Let us sit on couch. We had really good luck with dozen slave owners. We also had a run-in with a white supremacy group known as Ku Klux Klan in Alabama. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff wins. <laughs> we got hit from Governor Black about a group of men wearing white sheets and hoods over their heads and faces six years way too early at least. <laughs> I remember Daddy heard some locals here talking about that. Well, we were captured by three of them, taken to a field where a cross was erected. Ooh, say erected again. Where a cross was erected. Oh. And a couple dozens of them were waiting. John, <laughs> what did they do to you? They talk slow. <laughs> well, they set fire to their cross. Oh, my God. 
and made a lot of deer and noise. But let us go when I showed them a letter from the governor. Oh, that's damn. (laughs) Oh, my John darling. Oh, my darling. (laughs) It's John Adams, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's the way it's spelled. It's spelled like John Darling. Yeah, like his name is John Darling. Capital D. (laughs) Oh, my John Darling. They could have hurt you. She grabs his hands. Where the hell am I? One second. They could have hurt you, Joan. She grabs his hands. On page 28. I'm on page 28. Hold on. I should, we should learn how to, like, I think in plays, like, when someone forgets their lines, like, the other person has to, like, kind of stretch it out and, like, <laughs> like, oh, John. Oh, no. Tell me. Tell me. Did they hurt you, Joan? <laughs> I think they were just intimidating. This was all. They took us back to town and let us go. And they traveled from Alabama to Macon? I'm not sure. No? They could have been a local group inducted by those from Alabama. I'm sure we haven't heard of inducting into a thing like that anytime soon, but I'm sure we haven't heard the last of them. Oh, thank God. I'm going <laughs> to see Governor Black tomorrow, and right now I have something to ask you. She's thinking marriage p- proposal. They Displays once. a glow. It's been four days. Yeah. yeah, and they weren't even together for three of them. <laughs> We'll be traveling a lot during the coming months, and I'd love to add you to our group. You'll be paid, of course. It wasn't what she was thinking, but a close mm. second. She's probably thinking marriage. She's, she's like 19 yeah, now. she's like and... a spinster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At 19, she's a spinster. Of course I'd love to go with you. Good. Are your parents at home? They went to bed early. But, John, I won't need their permission to go with you. They hug and kiss, enjoying each other's company till bedtime. Then they really enjoy each other's company. Oh! Home run. John stays the night (laughs) in the guest room. In a guest room. Exterior. Sarah Ann's house. Backyard. Morning. John and Sarah are dressed for riding. Each other. John borrows a horse and saddle. Oh, yeah. You just made fun of Lawrence for saying the same types of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this thing. was the vibe we were going for. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but see, it was better because nobody laughed at John. So. Her father, Kel, and mother are not glad to see their daughter go. Sarah, I wish you'd be staying here and not tracing around the country. Please stay here with Mama and Papa, your loving family. Marry some nice local boy and give us... Five wonderful grandchildren exactly and all the five. orange soda I can drink. Who loves orange soda? I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Ooh. 90s references. Yes. yes. Father, I have bigger plans for my life, and I'll be 18 and 30 <laughs> oh, no! <days>. <laughs> Legally old enough to make my own decisions. I love John, and this is what I want to do. I love you and mom as well, and respect your wisdom, but I really want to go. Well, all right, but you know, the age of consent around here is 21. I'm... 30 days, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to be 21, daughter. Really? To do what? Yeah, at that time it was 21. Get out. Really? Yeah. That'd be like 12 so, in those days. Well, no, so I mean, for old. adults, she was saying she could make her own decisions. At oh, okay. Well, women, yeah. I mean, women shouldn't have a... Women aren't supposed to be making their own decisions now. Well, all right, but 
You just be careful now. You be our only child, and we worry and pray for your safety. Turns to John. You be sure to watch over our little girl and keep her safe, Mr. Adams. Please, come, John, and you can rest assured I will watch out for her, sir. They kiss their daughter goodbye, and with tears, watch her right away. <laughs> Interior, governor's office, governor's home office, morning. Governor Black is seated at his desk when Nadine enters with John and Sarah Ann. Nadine? Hey, Sarah Ann, what's your game now? Can anybody play? Someone else be Nadine. Sir, you have company. Nadine, unhappy having to bring Sarah Ann with John because he's such a fucking stud and all women want him. I know, right? Yeah. So I come in. If I catch you looking at Nadine's ass again, I'll fucking kill you. You take a seat, and who is this lovely creature you have with you? Governor Black, this is my girlfriend, Sarah Ann. I can't tell if I'm doing Tony Soprano or Marlon Brando in The Godfather. It's a little bit of both. But yeah, it is a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> <laughs> Not Howard's niece, Sarah Ann. My, my, how you've blossomed, my dear. He gives Sarah Ann a big hug. Nadine's in a quarter, pouting. Thank you, sir. Pardon me for being so forward, Sarah Ann. But are you two planning on getting married anytime soon? Well, uh, sir. The reason I'm asking is I have the authority to marry couples, and I would really love to officiate your nuptials while I'm in office. John comes to a rescue. You know, th- this line is kind of written good for like a like a mafia type guy. It Actually, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, some of these lines, uh, aside, they really aside fit, from yeah. this, this, just this one. Actually, a good point. It actually, yeah. sounds more like like something that Tony would say. <laughs> <laughs> this marriage, I would love to officiate your nuptials. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I am looking on Sarah Ann's face, so full of anxiety. Without warning, uh, I suddenly dropped one knee. Oh dear! Whoa! Sarah Ann, my darling, and love of my life, this is so unexpected, but will you make me the happiest man in the world by accepting my proposal of marriage? Um, doesn't say no that it's me. Doesn't say that, Sarah, Sarah Ann, but, but I think it is. I think it's you. Oh, yes. I accept your proposal, my dear Joan. Oh, no, no, dear Joan. Oh, no. <laughs> she, kneels on, she kneels to the floor oh, to be taken nice. in his arms. Oh, in his arms, John. Jesus, what's wrong with you? Did she kneel? I've got Lawrence over here trying to get. Like, I'm trying to be professional, and you're over here making jokes dads. about blowjobs. Well, and then you're I, trying I, to get people I, to be I, blowing people. I'm just trying to read. You get engaged, <laughs> a certain film. You know, she gets a ring. I got to get you something. Know, That's all I'm think, saying. And I think this could teach us a lot. This movie. Teaches us about a lot historical about, inaccuracy. Just <laughs> a lot about racism and stuff. You know. <laughs> you know, I learned something today. Yeah. She kneels to the floor to be taken into his arms for sealing with a kiss. Wonderful. Most wonderful. <laughs> Would you like a big blowout wedding or a simple ceremony? My, my treat either way. John, I think I'd prefer the simple. How about you, darling? Simple is fine by me. Should I telegram your parents and have them here by Wednesday? No. They're still upset over me leaving with you. We can tell them later. What about your parents, John? I'll explain later. You want to get married this evening? Sooner the better if it suits you. What the fuck? Sounds like a con artist. 
<laughs> it sounds like he's after her jewelry. He's a car artist. He has that whole pyramid <laughs> he's scheme. He's got a, pyra- going on. a slavery pyramid scheme. Yeah, exactly. He's marrying this broad and within after four, four days. He's 17. He's a car and artist. And a half. 17 and a half. 17 and 11. She and a half months. was 16 years old. Leave her alone. They say. But I said, no. Why would I? <laughs> Abide by laws, apparently. Uh, let's see. The sooner the better if it suits you. I'll buy you a bouquet. What kind of flowers? Chrysanthemums are my favorite. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that. I'm so glad you did that. And that it shall be. And I think we should wear riding habits. I have one with a skirt. Interior, governor's mansion. I had a bad riding habit. First floor evening. <laughs> a bad riding habit. <laughs> I rode so much, my balls, they got pushed back inside my body. John and Sarah Ann stand facing Governor Black, wife Scarlet, acting as matron of honor at conclusion of ceremony. By the power invested in me by the state of Georgia, I pronounce you, husband and wife, John, you may kiss your bride. So John kisses his bride, and she tosses her bouquet straight at Nadine, who refuses to catch it. Uh, it bounces off her head. <laughs> she runs away in poor, tears. Poor Nadine. Uh, because, you she know, saw this guy once. Well, that's the her. thing is, like, Sarah and they, uh, they hung out for like a half an hour, and then yeah. they got married. Nadine, like, she, ju- she only she, just saw him and decided, like, yeah. was, you know, she wanted to marry him. Don't you understand? John has sucks, such sex appeal. Apparently, yeah. That John breaks hearts wherever the hell. Well, you he know, goes. It, it really makes sense because, like, so like, why are you playing him? Because John, <laughs> it makes sense because John Adams and John Quincy Adams were like they were hot dudes. <laughs> they were two of the hottest presidents we've had. Uh, yeah. Actually, it wasn't John Adams one of the ones that was like notoriously like monogamous, like for years. Like even when he was away in France and shit, he's just like, no, my dear Abigail. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably just lying about that. Well, also, who would sleep with him? He, he was, was obnoxious. A, he, yeah, he was. And, and, and not well liked. <laughs> he was a hot dude. Obviously. No, John Quincy Adams was the hot dude with the, oh, with the Neil, he liked the, Quincy he liked, with the Neil Diamond Quincy sideburns. Adams. He liked to uh, uh, skinny dip in the morning that in is the true. Potomac River. Uh, and one time a girl easy. stole his clothing. <laughs> he you had to come out and ask her for God it back. Calling. Sorry, I was singing Neil Diamond. No, go ahead. No, it's okay. I'm done. <laughs> Interior peach 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 tree street. I was trying to say peach street street, but that doesn't make any That's sense. That's a stupid name for a street. Anyway. Adam's home later. The front the... door opens to inside. John has Sarah Ann in his arms, bringing her over the threshold inside the living room. Both are laughing as she kicks the door shut with a foot tap. <laughs> Don't you drop me, John Adams. He gives her a lip buzz on neck. <laughs> she begins kicking and yelling. Stop it, John. I can't stand for anybody to do that to me. He almost drops her and decides to let his bride down gently. He's breaking up with her? Yeah. <laughs> let her down gently. <laughs> oh, I hate it when somebody blows on my neck like that. She brings his lips down to hers. <laughs> That's what lips are for, John Adams. <laughs> Farewell, this my dear wife. Really this is lewd. Here we are in our own home. What would you like to do first? Let's eat. I mean, you should eat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's eat. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Oh, no, she's already blowing up. <laughs> 
That's what women do. Locks them up and then <laughs> yep, get married boom. and just let it go. I was hoping for something else, like you maintain the figure for at least six months. <laughs> Don't be so impatient. <laughs> Anticipation is half the fun. Now, who made that up? It's an old wise tale. Like you. Which I'll be 18, in, a, in a year and a half. <laughs> I'll, I'll be 19. I'll be in 30 days. <laughs> anyway, is there any food in our home? As a matter of fact, there's cornmeal, some pork in the salt box, corn pone, <laughs> corn sour tack, belly, tack back, fat tack, <laughs> sour tack. That's all from the hard Simpsons. Tack. Everything I have, it's all from the Simpsons. Simpsons did it. I'd check the hen's nest outside for some fresh eggs, but I think you're making some in there right now, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh John. Doubt there's any no. fresh ones, that is. <laughs> In your dread of box. In your salt box. <laughs> salt box. <laughs> I was kicked by a horse, John. It's not my fault. In the podcast, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be, be, be great radio. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Start a fire in the wood stove first, and we should be good to go. Or we could walk down to Peachtree to a restaurant. You talked me into it. Let's go. <laughs> hand in hand, they walk out the front door. Boars head in, hour later. The Adamses sit at a table in back, enjoying after dinner drink. You make a radiant bride, my lovely. And you, a handsome stud muffin, my husband. By the way, where are we going on our honeymoon? Did terms like stud muffin and honeymoon and... No. Stud okay. muffin, absolutely not. Probably not. Columbus, Georgia, this coming weekend. We have a seminar planned there Saturday, 1 o'clock. Where now you and I, as husband and wife, <laughs> can have a better sell at our slave scheme. People Three slaves trust... for 1995. <laughs> Fourth one's free. People do trust married couples more. Some honeymoon. Best I could do All on right. such a sort of complaining, you know. You're the one who was ragging me about getting yeah. married so goddamn quick. Oh, well, they do have a nice hotel, I should hope. The nicest I'm told. Uh, I've never been to Columbus. God damn it, John. In... <laughs> Interior Adam's home bedroom night. John lies on bed in pajamas. Sarah Ann sits beside uh -oh. him. Now wasn't the waiting half the fun? Not even close. The old wives are flaky in the head. John, thanks for being so gentle. Darling, you will always be my top priority. Well, I think that um She cuts him on top. Yeah, it seems yeah. like it seems like that uh they're gonna have sex. <laughs> and then it's Oh! Because there's like, and then there's a totally different scene coming up after it. Yeah. And we are at about that time. Are we really? Where we, are at that where time. we cut the uh, the show? Well, we've been doing off. too much dilly dallying, so I next know. time we'll read it straight through. We should. We shouldn't even do anything. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's we shouldn't fiddling, even continue fiddling about. <laughs> you know, screwing around. Uh, screw around too much. 
Um, yeah, so it's time, Damn, to, kids. time to end the show. And as usual, we forgot to plug our stupid things at the beginning. I'm going to take this part and let's put this part at the beginning. So, John, if you're editing this one. Uh, I should be able to. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, give us both. Actually, so what uh, we do. Actually, give us both, email us both the file just in case I forget. Okay, I can okay. do that. So it's, uh, it's kind of off-air talk. but yeah. I know, but it, it just occurred me now. Okay. We can edit that out. <laughs> so if you want to uh, email the show, send us a script, say hi, what have you, you can get in touch with us at uh, unscriptedscriptshow at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter mm-hmm. at scriptshow. Mm-hmm. And uh, if oh. you have a dollar, you can... One dollar uh, <laughs> gets access to our Patreon page, yeah, which our... will have more stuff on it. Yes. If one other person besides John <laughs> gives us literally one dollar, yeah. there will be more stuff. And you can do that at patreon.com slash unscripted scripts. And there already is exclusive things on there that you have never heard before in your life because you're cheap. (laughs) (laughs) You can just pay the dollar and then you get it and then you... And then you can... And you unsubscribe. I don't care. (laughs) It'd just be nice if someone would look at the page. Yeah, it'd be nice. You know. Be wonderful. Oh, should we offer the dollar discount? <laughs> <laughs> one dollar off or one dollar Patreon. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm Lawrence, and I was joined by Jeff and John for this program. Oh yeah, and yes, I'm, and I'm Jeff, who was joined by John and Lawrence for this program, <laughs> and I'm John. Fuck you. <laughs> so on that note, see ya. Yeah, okay. have a good night. Bye.